Hey, John, have you ever had a mic drop moment? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess by accident, but then <laughs> there was a bunch of feedback and the sound guy wasn't impressed no, at all. No, no, no. You know. I mean, okay. Yeah, I'll explain a mic drop moment later, but coming up on the Bible Story Podcast is a real mic drop moment, and it is great. Brayden, I... <laughs> I am so nervous for you right now. I mean, why, John? We've done this podcast a, a no, bunch no, no, of times. No, 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 no. I feel, I feel fine. <laughs> why are you nervous for me? I am so nervous for you because in five days, when this episode is released, five days after this episode is released, you will be married. <laughs> okay. And, well, oh my goodness. Well, I don't, I don't usually get nervous about things, but. Okay, why would you just bring that up? As one of my good friends, I expect you to calm my nerves, not point them out. Well, you know, as your MC, your master of ceremonies, and head of shenanigans... I never gave you that title. <laughs> I, you don't need to. I'm, I'm master of ceremonies. <laughs> I can give myself my own titles because I am the master of ceremonies. Okay. <clears throat> I will not calm your nerves. Rude. That's your best man's job. And since I am not the, your your best man are you jealous a little bit no not jealous no i know my place uh i am i i don't have to live up to the high expectations of being the best man and by the way by the way at your own wedding apparently you're not the best man either i guess so you're gonna instead of being the best man you're just gonna choose to be the worst man yeah well the most shenanigan man that's right i like the best shenanigan (laughs) second i have a great story to tell everyone Everyone, and I think I'm going to post it on no, Instagram. No, is story about me? I don't and, want that. You know, we never discussed that. It will that. be, <laughs> it will be one of those drop the mic moments. No, you're so you old. Are, it's a mic drop earlier. moment. What, what, you know what it is. What? Kate, don't do that to me. You're supposed to be gracious and kind, John. We're friends, and and I knew that you knew what a mic drop moment was, even though you call it a drop the mic moment because you're over forty. Okay, <laughs> don't make me regret <laughs> asking you to be my MC to the wedding. I'm nervous now. Well, uh, you know, it's this, I think, seems to be the correct time to begin our episode and our story. No, you're avoiding my anger. <laughs> I might be deflecting just a little bit, but that's what I do. All right, we are continuing with the story of Jesus as written and told by John, one of Jesus' disciples. So last week, we heard Jesus discussing at length the idea of being born of the Spirit, a spiritual rebirth. Interestingly, he was speaking with a religious leader, Nicodemus, who was genuinely wanting to learn from Jesus. It was, it was a, a fascinating story that, you know, proves not all religious leaders had hearts of stone and, and were against Jesus. So, okay, so today we will check in with John the Baptist and see what more he has to say about Jesus. Remember, John the Baptist's job was to kind of pave the way to to let people know that Jesus was coming and, 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 you know, get them excited about the Messiah. John emphasized emphatically that his disciples ought to believe in God's son, Jesus, the Messiah. All right, so Jesus... And the God Squad. Ah, that's, inc- that's incredible. That's the disciples. The God Squad. You know, we coined that phrase. I think we should get royalties or something. That's hilarious. <laughs> something for that. <laughs> I, I love that we just started using it. So yeah. everyone, the God Squad, that's the disciples. And we're just going to, you know, carry on from that point. All right. Here we go. Jesus and the disciples. I mean, the, the God, God Squad. squad. Uh, they leave Jerusalem and they're 
gone back to the Judean wilderness, and now Jesus is baptizing people. In fact, he's baptizing like many people so much so that, you know, John the Baptist's disciples are, are starting to take notice. Yeah. So John's disciples came to him and said, you know, hey, Rabbi, uh, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan River, the one you identified as the Messiah, he's also baptizing people and everybody's going to him instead of coming to us. That's John three thirty four. Okay. So doesn't that seem, you know, like a little bit of a bizarre concern of John's disciples? I mean, are they... Are they like competing with Jesus for the number? Do they get paid per baptism? Like what's going on I, here? I don't, I don't think it's a commission <laughs> thing. Uh, that would be really, really bad I if it was. I in sales. That's what it reminds me of. Uh, no, it's not commissions. Uh, so, and actually, Brayden, I don't think it is actually that bizarre. You know, think about ministry leaders today. We consistently see in ministry and church leaders, you know, they, they get concerned mm. about the number of attendees, um, that they have. Maybe they get really concerned if it's shrinking, right? Mm -hmm. Think about how many times you and I have been asked, hey, how many campers did you have this summer? It's true. We're like, uh... Which is a great question, but when it doesn't doesn't directly mean whether or not the ministry was successful. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So think about John and his disciples. You know, they probably had worked really hard serving the the people that came to John for baptism and in his teachings. And, And now... They are, you know, they're losing some ground. They're, mm. they're not seeing the same success as they had before. And so I think it's kind of natural for them to maybe be a little bit concerned about this. It, it is anything but bizarre to be worried about losing something you have worked hard at growing. That said, you know, I personally, like you said, I, I don't think the John's disciples should be concerned. I think they are. And I think that's how most of us would have responded. Mm, yeah, I, I I can get that. You know, I, I think there is another layer, though. On, like an on, onion. Like, a, like an onion. <laughs> <Yeah>. Shrek references. <laughs> uh, okay, John's disciples described Jesus as the one that you identified as the Messiah. So saying, you know, his disciples are saying, they're, you know, John, you're the one that said this guy's the Messiah. Kind of pointing out that, you know, they may not have been as convinced as their rabbi or teacher or John the Baptist. You know, many had claimed to be the Messiah. People were waiting for the Messiah quite openly and, and, and ready for that. And so there, there's likely this, you know, a significant amount of skepticism because it could have happened before in their life that someone said that's the Messiah and it didn't turn out to be true. Right. So, so John's disciples bring their concern to, to John the Baptist and and then John takes this opportunity to dub, double down. He's doubling down on what he had said about Jesus I, earlier. Yeah, I really like John the Baptist in the way that we, or in the last few stories. Like, he's yeah. a bold guy. Oh. Like, it's like awesome. he just he just says it the way he thinks it. Yeah. Right? It's great. And so, not only is he doubling down, as he did earlier, but he repeats himself and he expands on everything that he has said from before. Right? It's so. an excellent way to put it. You know, we have to remember that the Jewish people, again, were looking for a Messiah to lead them out from under the Roman rule. Yeah, Roman rule. How should I say it? The Romans had conquered Israel a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And we're still the ruling empire at that time. So it was very natural, very natural for the people to look for a Messiah that could help them with the problem of the Roman Empire. And just... Just like think about this. Like if Canada was under the rule of some other country, yeah. we would be looking for a leader yeah. to like free us from that 
Exactly. Empire. The Roman, I mean, the Roman Empire was the biggest empire at the time, both yep. politically and like military wise. Military. Right? I was going to say war wise. Yeah. I couldn't figure out the word. Thank yeah. you. Military. Okay. So uh, again, we have to remind everyone that this, it's, that's just not the kind of Messiah that Jesus was. He, it wasn't about, you know, military freedom or political freedom. It, he didn't have any interest in, in gaining political power. He wasn't like coming to run as a politician. Yeah. And John the Baptist understood all of this really well. And he described Jesus as the Messiah incredibly accurately. And even how he and all of us today and his disciples at the time should respond to Jesus. Okay. So my co-host over there, John Draper, we didn't introduce ourselves. My name is John. <laughs> and my name is Reed. Uh, my, my co-host over there, John Draper, he's going to read John the Baptist's monologue about Jesus. You know, as he, he reads this, remember that John is speaking to his disciples who are worried about the number of people that, that they're baptizing against the number of people that Jesus is baptizing. And perhaps they're even, you know, quite skeptical about Jesus being the Messiah. So, John, take it away. All right. So, this is, this is a big chunk buckle up because it's 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 a wild it's not that wild ride oh i like your sound nice. effects yeah thank you all right so it's a big chunk john 3 27 to 36 here we go john replied and he's replying to his disciples all right so john replied no one can receive anything unless god gives it from heaven you yourselves know how plainly i told you i am not the messiah i I am only here to prepare the way for him. Now, it is the bridegroom who marries the bride, and the bridegroom's friend is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. He has come from above and is greater than anyone else. We are, from, we are of the earth, and we speak of earthly things, but he has come from heaven and is greater than anyone else. He testifies about what he has seen and heard, but how few people believe what he tells them. Anyone who accepts his testimony can, can affirm that God is true, for he is sent by God. He speaks God's words, for God gives him the Spirit without limit. The Father loves his Son and has put everything into his hands. And anyone who believes in God's Son has eternal life. <laughs> anyone who doesn't obey the Son will never experience eternal life, but remains under God's angry judgment. Thank you for reading that. I want to point out two very specific things there. Um, okay, first it says, um, you know, it's the bridegroom who marries the bride and the bridegroom's friend is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows not to cause shenanigans yeah. and tell bad stories about the... I think he's referring to the uh, best man. Different, <laughs> not, different, not different, the ling different lingo man. In, in scripture, but, you know, basically the same role. Okay. <laughs> I am head of shenanigans, remember? The shenanigan man, that sounds like a, like a fun role. Okay. Um, but more seriously, did you hear that? The last verse, um, verse 36 there, it says this, and anyone who believes in God's son has eternal life. Anyone who doesn't obey the son will never experience eternal life, but remains under God's angry judgment. That is a mic drop moment. Thank For you. John the Baptist, he just, 
he just says it and boom, his disciples now have to wrestle with what he just said. Mm -hmm. You know, the thought that the Messiah would save them from the Romans uh, isn't true, according to John. John's telling them that Jesus is the Messiah, but he's speaking about eternal life and being saved from God's judgment. Right. Which is totally different. It's, it's a big paradigm shift, a big yeah. change in thinking. Both understanding Messiah, both understanding being saved from something, but being saved from very different things. Yes. Yeah. You know, one from Roman rule and one from eternal damnation, really. Like, yeah. You know, it's one, one's a physical saving and one's a, a spiritual and overall saving. Absolutely. Which is, which is amazing. Okay, so our lesson for today is this. Those who believe in God's Son have eternal life. This is a foundational concept within the Christian faith. I can't emphasize how foundational it is. Mm -hmm. um, there is no Christian faith without this concept and belief. Uh, and and we are, we're going to dive into this a bit more in today's discussion episode, so uh, be sure to tune into that. So, okay, John the Baptist connects two concepts, belief in Jesus and obedience to Jesus. John assumes that these two ideas go hand in hand. If you believe that Jesus is God's son, then, you know, the natural next step is to do, to do and obey Jesus's teachings. Right. So, John, John assumed these ideas were connected because, you know, I, the Jewish culture and, and religious understanding in, in that society uh, would have always connected these things. Mm -hmm. But for most of our listeners, connecting the concepts of belief and obeying isn't a given like it was back then. Right. Exactly. So, we're, we're going to explore the idea of, you know, what that means to believe in Jesus back then. And, and John and I, the, the hosts, you know, we're going to kind of personally dive into this in our discussion episode. All right. So, the key lesson one more time. Believe in God's Son, Jesus. It's, the, it's foundational to your faith, to growing in a relationship with Jesus, and to eternal life. Okay, I get so excited about this topic, and I, I cannot wait for our <laughs> discussion episode to dive a little bit deeper, but it is my favorite part of the podcast. Growth Tip Time! Growth Tip Time! <laughs> this is most definitely your favorite part of the episode, primarily because of the incredible symphony-like jingle that we have. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I would not use the word symphony. I feel like that, what? that is a shade thrown at anyone who's ever been in a symphony. This is I, a really good jingle, though. I, sure, I'd use the word jingle. I do particularly like the end of the part where you say, cruise ship time! <laughs> uh, I, it's ridiculous, it's over the top, it's outrageous, it's even a little bit raspy, and and, you know, it, it, all of those words I would use to describe this jingle. And fun, and fun. I would, yes, I would use, I would use fun. And a fun symphony-like thing? I would not use symphony. Alright. That is a liberal use of the word. Alright. <laughs> okay, so, it's growth tip time, and I'm excited for it. Uh, okay, we want you, here's, here's the tip. We want you to finish this sentence. You know, finish it a few times. Finish it 25 times. Finish That's it three times. However many times you want to finish it. <laughs> so the sentence is this. If I believe in Jesus, I... Blank. You got to finish it. 
Gotta finish it. <laughs> okay, so an example of this would be, if I believe in Jesus, I will love others. All right, my turn. If I believe in Jesus, I will one day live with him in heaven, which will be pretty great. It's not just pretty great. Epic. Epic. The most epic. Sensational. (laughs) Ooh, good word. Yes. Okay. Uh, You can also modify the sentence if if you want. Like, perhaps you're thinking, well, I do believe in Jesus. So, it's not an if. Rather, it is, you know, you could say, rather than saying, if I believe in Jesus, you can say, because I believe in Jesus. The point is to just think through the, the ramifications, the connections of our life and the belief in Jesus. What comes through our belief in Jesus? I, I like that practice a lot. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be fun. All right, you guys, you guys are sensational. Um, and, you know, I'm not just saying that because, you know, we like you. You have to. <laughs> or I have to. <laughs> no, I really do appreciate you guys. You, you guys share this podcast. Uh, we hear from you from time to time. And, and that really means the world to us. So thank you for, for engaging with us. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Thank you for being you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to you know this podcast wherever you like to listen to podcasts. It's free. It is free. Zero dollars. How many things can you say that about that in life? Not a lot. No. Um, you know, oh, and also, if you don't yet, I just posted, I had to pause this podcast and I posted a picture on Instagram. So, John I'm was a little super, bit worried about this picture. John was super happy about it. He doesn't know what I posted yet. But if you don't yet, follow us on Instagram at Bible Story Pod. You get awesome photos taken by me, Brayden, and usually they're of John doing things podcasty. we also run contests there every once in a while and we will be running another few contests throughout the summer so be sure to tune in all right guys remember there's nothing more important than a growing relationship with jesus christ we love you guys have a sensational week asking a sick person the question would you like to get well seems kind of odd But that is exactly what happens in the coming episode of the Bible Story Podcast. 